Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A toxic relationship is one where you feel you're diminishing. You know, you get smaller and smaller and smaller, and then you cannot be free to be yourself. And there is no respect in the relationship, you see. So there is a lot of control on the other person, and you feel like you cannot breathe. I mean, that would be more like, you know, you feel like you can't be free to be yourself. You cannot have a different opinion. And then the other person expect you to be doing what they want you to do. Welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut. And I'm Dawn, SG Budget Babe. Today, we're going to talk about a really interesting topic. We're talking about relationships, toxic relationships included, and romantic compatibility uh, and romantic competence. That's the key word. But before we go there, I want to introduce our guest, Winnie. You want to talk a little bit more about yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Winifred. I'm a couples therapist and relationship coach. I help children to have parents who are in love. So Winnie is being humble there. She's actually one of the top voices when it comes to topics in this space. Um, and some of you may have seen her work in various forms. She also writes uh, on her LinkedIn and on various platforms. But yes, go check it out. In the meantime, we're going to um, talk about... I just want to say her voice very nice. <laughs> it's oh, like, thank I was you. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, it feels like therapist voice all very yeah, nice. Yeah, <laughs> Soothing There's a soothing voice, voice right? like I can't do therapy, you know, probably go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, finish and we're done, yeah, right? Yeah, don't have soothing, don't have soothing, right? So it's hey, different. Very nice, I'm very happy, it made yeah, me happy. I yeah, like, I, I appreciate great, your voice. Great, yeah. great, but it's true, it's true. So it's great, yeah, set, give us uh, our premise for today. Okay, so the genesis of today's episode is, so we all know and we've heard of toxic relationships, hopefully you're not in one. So um, we want to talk more unhealthy relationships right because I mean honestly if you're in a toxic relationship get the f- get out of there like, get out of there before it's too late right but what about healthy relationships and more importantly what can we do as individuals and as a couple to foster and maintain those healthy relationships over time um, there's also this concept of romantic competency which we're going to introduce to you in this episode so you'll be able to walk away with concrete actions and concrete plans concrete takeaways whether you are an individual looking to find your next romantic partner or you are already in a romantic relationship looking to settle down or even improve 
the uh, intensity and connection that you feel with your partner. So let's roll. All right. So let's start first with toxic relationships, right? What's your definition? I have no definition for it. I, I, am, I am an extremely... I am quite quick to judge on these things, right? So if I think there's too much problem, then I'll just walk away. <laughs> I got no problem with staying in a... Uh, in a so your boundary is very good. Very clear. <laughs> yes, very clear. Like if it's like, this is not someone, then let's just go. La. That's very, very you know? good. It yeah, sounds yeah. like you have one of the key yeah, pillars yeah. in romantic oh, competence. Okay. Oh, okay. Very good. That's very good. good. I don't have yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, please, please, <laughs> please. I was in a toxic relationship before I met my husband. Oh, and um, okay. I, it took me several months to identify that it was actually toxic because I felt like I wasn't really myself. The conversations I was having felt very below me. And I don't mean it in a very like, like I'm too smart and he's she not. No, not that me. No, no, what I mean is like the kind of conversations that I was having was not something that was making me um, grow in any way. Not nutritious. Yeah, not nutritious <laughs> yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Down it's not the so conversations. Like, uh, oh, what do you eat today? Very, very superficial. Shallow. Yeah, it's very shallow exactly. So oh, that was one. That have, have, I had a friend who had that. Like seven years relationship. And then it's like the last few years was all just like Korean drama and like and then he was like oh my god this one I cannot taha anymore just when he was about to break up then this other lady came on and she is all exciting and like futuristic and yeah so walk away so from that walk toxic away. relationship seven years so what yeah but that's not toxic lah that's just yeah. growing apart lah yeah yeah, 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 yeah I mean for me um, aside from the shallowness of the conversations the other thing I recognised as a toxic factor was that um, he kept ghosting me lor. right yeah. yeah like he would say committed but we never really had a proper proper status and I was like it's so hard to confirm man. like you you know I know we don't say you don't say but like is it really very hard to give an official word to it and then at the same time like we never met each other's parents always felt like am I someone to be hidden are you someone to be right, hidden right. and I think the but the main recognition for me like the thing that really woke me up was the fact that you know um, when I was going through a hard time and he was going through a hard time we weren't going to each other and I felt oh. like that is the sign of a toxic Wrong. relationship really because if we're only there for each other in the good times then what what use yes, is this relationship yes, yes. so I called it off but it took me several months to recognize that la. so how I don't have that romantic competency anymore no la, you have uh, you've learned from your mistake right so you learn ah. from it yeah, <laughs> and then now you're happily married correct how yes, long have you been married yes um, wow that's a good question for God la. <laughs> oh no we must count my count six years six years <laughs> Six years married and together for how long? <laughs> Almost a decade. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're, that's for toxic relationship. What about healthy ones? How do we recognize? No, actually, I wanted to. She, she was. She said this thing about like, no lah, that's not toxic lah. Right? Oh, so what's, like, what's that was, the she blurted that comment, right? So what is, is a toxic okay, relationship? A toxic relationship is one where you feel you are diminishing. You know, you get smaller and smaller and smaller, and then you cannot be free to be yourself, and there is no respect in the relationship you see so it, it, there is a lot of control on the other person and you feel like you cannot breathe i mean that will be more like you know you feel like you can't be free to be yourself you cannot have a different opinion and then the other person expect you to be doing what they want you to do you know then you have no room to be yourself and i think the the outcome of it that you will probably feel will be like you feel very small huh? you feel small you feel like you're not good enough that you're always the problem. So that will be more of the toxic 
that I I I would That's define it as such. That's how you like, define it, nah, yeah, right, right, okay, yeah, okay. Right. But if someone seeks that kind of relationship, nah, huh? <laughs> if someone seeks that kind of relationship, then okay lah. If you're both happy like that, okay, no <laughs> okay, problem. Okay, okay. So it's to each his own, right? And then my question: Why are you seeking that? Yeah, thing of course. And that's a whole complex, but that's a different thing. Yeah, but it's your personal thing. choice. You see, you can if you like that. Okay, you know, I I'm not gonna judge you for yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, okay, what okay. is a healthy relationship? Would inverting that yeah, be yes, the answer? Yes. Yeah, yes, we yeah. need to know the the healthy relationship. But before I share my perspective on that, I'd like to hear from the two of you. What do you think is a healthy relationship? What are the elements? Oh, this one I'm very familiar. Yeah. My, so, oh, the, oh, there's a framework, right? Okay, I'm not familiar if that's a framework, right? No, no, no. I but come I, up with the framework, but I want yeah, to hear yeah. first. I think for me, the first thing is y'all must feel safe to divulge uh, things that are, you know, not things that you will not commonly, normally tell the whole world. Okay. Right? So I think there's openness, yeah, huh? openness, you know, you must feel safe enough to do that. I think the next thing is like what you've pointed out just now, like if there's a problem, like, you know, you know that there's a, there's a, someone you can turn to right mm. you shouldn't be running away from that Correct, person right yes. so i think that is important and then mutually i think that should be a little bit of like a like a thriving sense in a sense of like when you're alone you can only do so much and when you're with this person you can do more although there's uh, more requirements you know that's the truth huh? there's a trade-off to going into a relationship there are certain requirements that you'll be like oh my god more problems right so it never ends but you weigh it out, you still feel like, okay, it's cool. Right? I mean, net, net, it's more positive than if you were alone. Right? So to me, those are my my few markers of a healthy relationship. Yeah, net, net must yeah. be positive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Quite positive. Not bad. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yes. I will apply my student student lens here and hack that by inverting the teacher's answer from the ah, previous question. Okay, ah. like yeah, yes. so my answer <laughs> or my definition of a healthy relationship would hence be one where I, both parties can thrive. Mm. Instead of growing smaller, diminishing, we expand, we grow bigger, Very we hit good. our potential. Very good. I like uh, that. We help each other to get there. <laughs> You cross out, then you find the answer. Ma. Yeah, then the other thing would also be um I I, I think the safe space, um safe being space. able to rant yeah. and complain if you need to and be ugly in front of one another without fear of being judged. So like don't need to I might put on my makeup before my husband wakes up. Correct. So yes, 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 I can yes, be yeah, myself, yeah. I can be like, oh Taya, oh auntie, auntie, here's the unglam, and it's okay because he understands like I just need to in this moment. I, I, I feel like I want a bit of palette adjustment. <laughs> over time, yeah. Right, right. Really, you really. You both sides. You, yes, yes. You cannot, I, mean, I don't feel like you go into a relationship immediately, it gets to that level. Yeah, yeah, right? it doesn't. But it eventually, doesn't. it fades into, you know, not fit. Like, okay, it goes into that kind of very natural comfort state, level. Uh, very yeah. comfort. You know, yeah. and and everybody is okay. You know, then then Correct. I think that's that's beautiful. Yeah, because um, I think yeah. if I have to be in a relationship where I am always putting in always on a facade, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's very so tiring, tiring because yeah. I'm ex- when we talk about this on other episodes, right? We're expected to always perform at work, in other contacts, at events, and whatever it is. But when you go home, you want that to be a safe space for you where you can just be yourself. If you had a long day, talk 
talking non-stop. You just want to be quiet and don't talk to me when I'm at home. It's true. Your partner gives you that space yes. and recognizing it. And instead of like, oh, you don't want to talk to me. You think I do something wrong? And then like, you know, actually there's no problem, but the other person now create a problem and now you have additional stuff to solve. So to me, that's a healthy relationship, right? I must thrive, we must grow. We are each other's safe space and we're healthy. And I think also one thing that I have learned is uh, we try to judge each other less. And ah, I find okay. that um, this is very, it's very difficult to do, right? Because we are all human. We are we just are judgmental. Don't deny it. We are all judgmental because we true, all have certain true. standards. So it's really about like recognizing and try to put away our judgment of each other because it makes the other person feel small. So when we are able to have conversations, even if there's a conflict, we can express uh, our thoughts and our anger on it without making the other person feel attacked or being judged if they have a different perspective. So it's something that I'm recently learning and we're really trying to balance that out. It's true. Yeah, so and that skill set can transfer to a lot of other places. Yeah. A lot of the skills in relationship, in romantic relationship, can actually be transferred to work because it'll be less intense. The state will not be so high. So actually you learn one, you gain three like, or something. It can be work, can be friends. And Buy one, get two free. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is kind of what i distill la. so i think different therapies may focus on different things but i think that fundamentally you guys have covered it so number one would be t trust Right. And what does trust mean? Right. Trust is you, you are safe. Lor. You must, if you, if, if you trust the person, you feel safe in the person, right. You're able to be yourself. I think being who you are, being able to be yourself is really, really important. Otherwise there's no point. If you have to fake it all the time, then that's not a relationship. Then you're just trying to please the other person. You know, so trust is also about transparency, right? I'm not going to keep secret from you. If there's a secret in your relationship, I think you need to think why there is a secret law, you know, like, because if you can't tell what is important to you, to your partner, then what is that relationship about? Or if you are sharing that secret with someone other than your partner, then there's, that's also a red flag, actually, right? You know, like, I, I can talk to this other person more than my, my spouse or my boyfriend or girlfriend. That has to be a red flag okay so number one is t the first t the first one will be t trust then you have f right f for fidelity you know fidelity means your commitment to it right you know you're how committed are you to it as well and in this sense it'll be about performing your role as well so if you are the girlfriend or the wife what are your responsibility you know what are the expectations that you have you will have talked you have spoken about it you know, what is your responsibility as a husband and things like that, right? You know, fulfilling those roles, right? Because you marry for a purpose and I contribute and you contribute. So we want to have that fidelity. Fidelity is also about being on your side, like what you talked about, right? You don't just jabut when you're like something happened and all that, right? So fidelity is I'm going to be here. You can trust me. I have your back, right? We're not going to leave and all that, which is also related to the third element, which is C, commitment. Yes. Commitment will be like you are committed to invest in the relationship. Not just about commitment to stay, but you want to commit to stay happily, not commit to stay and be graduate. Or, or people always say that the third ring is suffering, right? You have the <laughs> engagement ring. <laughs> 
have the engagement ring, you have the wedding ring, and you have the suffering. So you don't have to suffer in the relationship because you can actually make it. Don't be committed to just be miserable in the relationship because no one will benefit from it. Lah. So that's the TFC. And I there's three more. S-I-C. S for shared dreams. You must have shared dreams, right? If you don't have the same dream, then what's the point of being together? If I want to be like a digital nomad and you want to be at home, that's not going to work because, you know, we are wanting different things and all that. So shared dreams will be things like your goals, your maybe your financial goals or your life goals or like whether you want to have family or not and things like that. Very, very important because that's your foundation. Otherwise, you always want to have somebody who share it so that you can complement each other or support one another, you see. So shared dream for S. And then I have like I for intimacy, right? Intimacy will be closeness. We all start out as friends, right? You know, in any kind of dating thing, you always start out as friends, you are interested, and then you get to know each other again. So make sure that you maintain that friendship Right, and that closeness and intimacy also. So if you can maintain this, then the relationship very will be very, very enjoyable. You know, intimacy will be like all sorts, are not just about sex or physical intimacy, but it's also about can I bear my soul to you? Yeah, so friends, meaning like you want to have something that is more solid, right? Where you can really talk about what is important about yourself and connect and all. And when you're friends, you're not going to criticize each other, right? You actually like each other. So you may say, hey, I don't really like the way you thought just now. Lah. You know, can you be nicer or whatever? But then in marriage, oftentimes you just say, hey, you're always very selfish. Kind of a thing, right? If you are able to say that, let's just treat each other like best friend, the way you talk to each other will actually also shift. Okay, moving on. The last one is another C. Communication. Ah, Close is conflict management. Ah. But conflict management inside also got communication, so you're also not wrong. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. Right? So before you can do conflict management, you have to have communication. If you don't have strong communication, you don't want to do conflict. Right? Because a lot of people say, I cannot talk, so I don't want to argue, then I don't mm. I don't say anything, long, you know, kind of a thing, right? So like I, I mean, like um, in the earlier episode, we talk about how conflict is actually inevitable and it's not necessarily a bad thing in the relationship. It actually allows you to really get to know each other. If you don't, if you put away that fear of like conflict, it is actually something that is quite positive because it basically says that I'm different from you, but we want to make it work. So tell me why you're like that. You know, tell me why you feel this way, you know, and I feel this way. And then we say, okay, if we need to find some kind of a middle ground, then we can start talking about compromise. But in my work with couple, right, I always say that is understanding precedes solution. If you don't understand, you can't find a solution. There's no point in finding a solution, you see. So the understanding must always come mm. in first. So conflict Management would be my last thing. I feel thing. like that understanding precedes solution can apply to work also. Like, Everything. Oh, <laughs> you must make your client understand yeah. why this episode is worth so much. Then they will pay money to watch the next episode. Ah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, no understanding, <laughs> they cannot, right? Yeah, yeah. I right? must have that understanding. It's, it's true, true. I think, it's true. I think that a lot of people say things like, oh, this problem is very difficult. No, easy problems just solve naturally, right? So, and, and it, the underlying base is how much do you understand the problem, right? If you understand the problem, then there are 101 solutions out there to to go about solving it right yeah, yeah. so very easy tfc sic tfc sic singapore island country club huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so 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 to you that is the framework and the basis towards a healthy relationship yeah la, i mean one of the ways one of the framework that i came up with to help 
you know, listeners to probably build on it. And you can have your own for sure. But I think these are the key areas, the key elements of a healthy relationship. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you were just going through that acronym, the six different aspects, I was already thinking and trying to see how it reflects or appears in my own relationship with my husband. Yeah. Yeah, So I can relate. Yeah, Yeah, you want to share more a little bit about that? Maybe one small part of it? One small part. uh. Um... Actually, everything applies. So like when you say trust and transparency, not keeping secrets from each other, I don't think I have any secrets that I have shared with other people that I don't share with my husband. Yeah, even, even if I think like, you know, <laughs> human being very shy, I'll say, yeah, human being ma. No need to, I only tell my girlfriend, don't tell my husband. No, no, I already no, know just, already. <laughs> <human being laughs> I also think this one. Yeah, I don't even know who the hell the person is, but yes, please continue. Yeah, and then when you talk about F was uh, fidelity, right? Correct. Commitment. Yeah. Uh, my husband and I did talk about being, uh, make, may we have to make sure our deal breaker, which is infidelity, will never breach this relationship. Um, You talk about C, which was about the first commitment. C is commitment. Yeah, so we were committed to each other. We actually made that clear right from the very beginning. I think one or two months into our relationship, we were really quite clear on that. Um, Just that we never BDO. So if you want to know when to BDO, and not make the mistake that I did go and watch the last episode we'll put the link in the comments below um, and then you talk about S which is shared dreams um, I think this is where it might differ a little bit but while you're talking I'll try and see where it comes together which is my husband and I each have different dreams but we support each other into chasing our dreams and when one of us changes path we decide that you know what the dream that I was chasing doesn't really work I want to do something else we support each other there and at the same time, even though our dreams are so different in different lines and different traits, but we come together and we have this shared, underlying shared dream, which is how do we perform at our career while still building the shared life that we want to have together? What is the family uh, that we want for ourselves? Uh, what, how do we want to raise our kids? So this is like our shared household dream, like a family unit. That's, that's where we come together while still giving each other space to thrive yeah. on each of our own paths. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the other one, I, so... I would be intimacy. intimacy, right? Yeah, so both physical and sexual. Uh, sorry, that's the same. Both physical and emotional. Yeah, we try to have that. I think where it is lacking lately is ever since becoming a parent, when you have young kids, it's quite hard to have couple time, couple dates and all. So we're trying to make more space for that. I thought you were say after your parents, very hard to exercise at night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Not, not energy. Not, uh, not yeah, just yeah. that, okay? Everything yeah, yeah. else, yeah. But like trying to make space so we can also you know go out with each other because only when we date each other we sit across the table eating dinner we go and do an activity together then we get to talk more ma right like i think our latest conversation was yeah we we went for um uh one of the uh ipl after IPR, we went and said, hey, let's go and grab lunch. So over that one hour lunch, uh, we were having a very deep conversation. I forgot what. I think it was like parenting style and child tra- childhood parenting trauma. Yeah, it went super deep, you know. Yeah, actually, so what was supposed to be a one hour lunch ended up being really long. And then after that, he said, like, what do we have next? And initially on the schedule, uh, I had work to go to. But like he wanted to continue the conversation because we were already in so deep that he offered to drive me to and fro. Leh. So he, he took three car trips just so that we could continue the conversation and, oh, and not have it leave Definitely off. in the flow already. Yeah, in the flow already. Yeah. And I feel like we really need to make time for these kind of things. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. these deep communications and uh, these deep conversations intimacy and, and intimacy will really not come closeness, closeness, Yeah, right, correct. Yeah. We, we don't just want to wait until there's an issue. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that, and then the last one would be conflict. I think this is where we can do better. 
um, I've, I'll be first to admit, like, I think in terms of conflict management, we have a lot of things to work on. Everybody probably does. Um, but we're really learning how to tackle it, how to... And it's always like, you need to distangle the emotion first, then you tackle it. Because when we are in that heat of the moment, we say a lot of nasty things that later on we regret. So we now, we had a shouting match with each other in the car before that really went, became very ugly. So we decided like, you know what? Uh, I think we should just come now. Okay, let's uh, only deal with it when we are a bit more in the... In, in the a, control, like in control, yeah, of, in control emotion, of our own yeah. emotions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how we communicate that is also something that changes all the time depending on what the conflict is. Yeah, but it's definitely something that we've been working on since our wedding days. I think prior to our wedding, there wasn't really much conflict. But you know, when you start planning a wedding and it's a stressful event, that's when all the conflict starts. Now that you have a kid, you have a house, uh, then the more you have together, the more stressful the thing, yeah, the more conflicts come up. You keep stacking up, like you yeah, say. Yeah, correct. So that's something that we will keep learning. That. And, and I think that's a never-ending process. Yeah, it's ongoing, but you pro- hopefully you'll get better and better at it yeah. as well because you will learn more from about each other too, mm-hmm. right? About the style. What's the biggest struggle then for for uh, uh, amongst the people that you work with? You know, like amongst this all these different factors, right? Like what, what are the things that the people I, struggle I, the most? Because I see a lot that are married, right? So I think they struggle with intimacy. And intimacy. also trust as Bot well. Lao, huh? Is it? No, intimacy, intimacy meaning is... closeness. Meaning like, I don't really know what's going on in your life, law, actually. Ah. Like, I stop caring about what's going on. You know, so when I say about intimacy, it's really that bond that I feel with you. You know, which can be physical, sexual, everything, emotional, and even intellectual, right? Like you said earlier, right? The first guy cannot talk because it's <laughs> not matched with your in- intellectually. La. So there are all these components, right? I think a lot of them, when they come in, there's an emotional disconnection. Right. Then emotional disconnection, then you go and wandering around and then you have third party or you are more likely to succumb to temptation. I'm not saying that they look out for third party, but a lot of time it happened and then you just go along with it because there's no break, ma. Because they feel the third party feels the void, right? That yeah, could the third party feels by your the void that the partner has not been giving. And then the transition, like you say, the the parenthood is Really quite hard. A a lot of times, if you do the transition to parenthood well, you would actually, the the chances of you getting better, getting strong will actually be high. But if you break there, right, the chances of you repairing like five years or six years down the road will be much harder because you don't intervene there, you see. Which is why, to me, I feel that the transition to parenthood is a, is a critical period. But then I can spend a whole episode talking about this. So I shall stop here. Okay, so for those of us who are not in a healthy relationship then, what can we start with? You mentioned there is a romantic competency framework. Would you be able to share and elaborate what that is? Okay, so romantic competence is really about how the skills that you take to actually find a partner and understand what you want and then communicating it as well. So romantic competence allow you to have a successful relationship. And then there are three key components to romantic competence. Number one will be insight or self-awareness. Number two will be mutuality, meaning like understanding my needs and your needs. And then third one will be emotional regulation. How do you regulate your emotions when things don't go your way? So these are the three elements in romantic competence. Okay, okay. So you think that this is the anchor of like, and this is quite a framework that has been developed over time. Yeah, right? so yeah. This, uh, this framework is actually developed by uh, Dr. Joanne Davila, you know, and I chanced upon it, you know, when I was also trying to 
uh, update my own knowledge and all that because I'm actually uh, trained in Gottman methods, couple therapy, you know, that don't really talk about romantic competence, but I'm always in the lookout for things that can supplement what I'm, I'm doing in my, in my work and all that, you see. So when I found out about romantic competence, I like it very much because it is a proactive way of teaching or educating young people, you know, singles or even like those who are in their early stage of relationship on what are the factors that can help you to have a longer lasting relationship and save you from heartbreaks, you see. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this kind of work really excites me rather than you come in and then it's broken already, so hard to fix, you see. So I've been focusing quite a bit of my time in really like doing this in my coaching work. So it's really helping to equip young people with skills and all that. All right, so... Could you elaborate more on these three skills? For sure, for sure. Like what are some practical applications, yeah, application, for instance? Practical application. Actually, both of you have already. Number one is about insight, right? Insight or self-awareness is really about how much do you understand yourself? So that actually has to be the fundamental, right? Because if you don't know who you are, how are you going to learn another person? So it's, it's two things, right? You understand yourself so that you can understand your partner as well. Right. So these are the things like what are the things that are important to me? What are my deal breakers? Which are the things that we talked about earlier as well? Like you, you say the, the, the trust. So what are the things that I look out for in a relationship? How do I go about getting it? So it's the skill in like finding the right partner, knowing when to leave a difficult relationship or a toxic relationship. So this will be self-awareness. So I'm going to give you a story about this person whom I saw and he was married for 25 years, right? And then they dis yeah, 25 years, they got married quite young, so they're in their 50s. And then after that, when they came in, they wanted to seek help. Actually, they were in the process of getting a divorce, but they want to retract it and see if they can work on the marriage. Mm -hmm. You see, and I found out that the partner, the husband in particular, really have no self-awareness and he doesn't intend to also learn it because he would just say that, you know, I, I, I'm not good at talking, I just don't want to talk. You know, like I am... I, and they're like, why don't you like to talk? Oh, because I just don't like to talk, right? So there is very, there is this lack of awareness of how these will impact the relationship, you see. But they managed for 25 years, <laughs> right? Because he just keep quiet, uh, just take it. He just take it in and just follow what the wife wanted and things like that, you see. It can work also, but up very to a point. Stifling, because uh, yeah. then after that, the children are grown and then they say, hey, actually, why am I with you, uh? Right, things like that. And then you don't feel the support and all that. So I feel like he didn't also have the skills, right? He didn't believe that he can actually learn. Learn how to be better or learn how to talk or that the relationship with no communication is no relationship, right? But you're comfortable in that state and say that that's just who I am. So I'm a bit wary when people say that's just who I am because then, then how can I help to encourage or to motivate you lah? Number one, self-awareness and insight, right? So how can people get to be more self-aware oh, for those who are clueless? Okay, you will be, yeah, we have to be willing to ask some questions, some questions as well. Meaning like, let's say if you have been in a relationship and it didn't work out, then you want to find out why it didn't work out. Exit interview. Uh. No, not so much exit interview. <laughs> Can you tell me why you don't want me already? No, 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 no,
it's one way to gain self-awareness. Some people are naturally at it. Like, I mean, for myself, I, I self, super self-aware because since young, I already think about things, right? So it, natu- it comes to me naturally, but a lot of people may not necessarily like it. So you have to decide, you know, whether you want to build this self-awareness or not. But the inside about yourself. I'm thinking of all those online personality questionnaires that you do and then they tell you you are this colour, you are this INFG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That can also help you. (laughs) Right, right. That can also help you. So personality tests and all that also help you to understand yourself better because it's really about knowing yourself, right? So that would be the self-awareness. You can do that by getting feedback from your close friends. You know, they can tell you certain things that they observe about you because we are usually quite uh, blindsided to our own, own flaws. Yeah. yeah. So then you can gain awareness from there and you can get feedback from people and all that. So that's how you get, you can ask your partner to, you know, is there anything about me that maybe is difficult for you to handle and all that, you see. Okay, I'll ask my husband a question later when I go back. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know the answer. No, and know, to right? be fair, right, if, even if uh, he or she say no, right, uh, it may not be the full truth. So maybe not really right, no. Right. 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 Some, you, some, you, you, I would say that just take it at face take value at, first. Okay, take it at face value. Don't because overthink you, it. Yeah, don't overthink it. You can say, hey, no, la, actually, right now it's okay. I'll say, okay, good. If it's, if you change your mind, you can come and talk to me. La. I like that. I like that. Right, if yeah, you change, yeah. right now you may say no, but later if you come go back and yeah. think, ding, 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 like, okay, hey, actually got this one thing. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I want you to know that anytime you feel like there is something, you can come and talk to me. Okay, okay, okay. I like it, I like it. Take it at face value. Yeah, yes, take yes. it at face value first. Yes. Because if you start doing a, how, how I know you're telling the truth, then you are it's an interesting right? okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay so let's yeah. go on yeah. to the second one second one, one is about right? mutuality right mutuality is really about knowing that I have needs and you have needs and then what happened when we have competing needs which leads to the emotional regulation the third one right because we have competing needs and therefore we need to find some way to address it and people who are conflict avoidant, they cannot regulate their emotion. They will avoid it, you see. What, what is competing need? Like, I, I need to send my kid to Ata school, but to you, convenience is a priority. Yeah, that can be competing that is a conflicting needs. need. It's a competing okay. needs. Or meaning like, you know, for example, um, being successful at work, like, I really want to get this house, a landed property, and then I want you to be more at home. To, to spend time with the children and things like and that. And I don't want, I want to be a uh, career woman. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Or like, I like you to be a stay-at-home so wife. So it, it may not even be in the same field yeah. you know, of things, right? Because, yeah. okay, okay. So needs, needs assessment is actually quite critical. How can you get more self-awareness? You Needs assessment is like knowing what are my own basic needs, right? You know, things like, I mean, for myself, it will be like to be understood and to understand. That's one of my core needs, right? So I, I seek to understand and I hope people will understand me. Or like some people may have like um, their needs as like freedom or a sense of autonomy. Or you can have needs like I, I need to be I need to be pampered or I need to feel the affection. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm always very cautioned with big words like freedom, you know, like freedom, like freedom oh. or like responsibility. No, you know, but I can are, relate, you know. No, because, because those, those words are very abstract. No, those, those words are very, in my world, those words are very abstract. Okay, it's I'll not, give you a concrete application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need my freedom so I can relate to that because I don't want to have to account to my husband every single thing in my schedule all the time. Okay, then that is what you want. You don't want to account to your husband for every single thing you want. 
don't need to be elevated into an arbitrary it's work freedom, called freedom. Because I want, I have the freedom to go out and meet my friends, go and do this. No, and and that, I don't and have to, hey, I'm going to meet so-and-so all the time. Exactly. So that is my biggest qualm with a lot of terminology you know, terminology right? uh, because these things right are airy-fairy in my yeah, world so we right? need to it's, unpack, it's open for no no it's not even about unpacking it's just that when you use this kind of very big words liberty responsibility love freedom these things are very loaded you know and they are always being jostled around or how do you define it? everybody is trying to jostle those words so my my position is that you should just define it in a clearer fashion like what you just did is very clear I don't want to have to report to you all the time where I'm going. That's great. Yeah. Right? I like okay. that. Very, very clear. In my, in my world, that is very important. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess you, there is some 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 association that you put with it. Like for example, responsibility, right? It's the sense of doing the, the doing what you need to do. Right? Basically, it's doing what you need to do. Freedom is I, I can decide. It's a it's like I have the autonomy. I'm in control of how I want to spend my time, what I want to do with my time and everything, like or what I want to do myself, basically, right? Yeah. But maybe let's let's come back. Okay. So um mutuality is really about understanding my needs and your needs and then communicating it to each other. Because there will be times when we are not there will be compete there will be like this disagreement, you see, that's when conflict happens. Hey, actually that's what just happened. You yeah. see, I was communicating my practical one. You were communicating that what the hell is freedom is too Correct, big I don't yeah. understand no, so and, that's yeah, where the mutuality exactly. is no and the in. thing is I'm not even disputing you you know I agree with the, the element of we want to be clear with what we need that's why I'm adding on to the discussion because I think a lot of time the words are too big I think also right? it depends on the couple because yeah. like to some people um, big words can be easier yeah. to understand correct so they can, you cannot give so much concrete concrete things yeah. it gets lost really so this one is about preference like abstract and concrete lah. so you are more concrete we yeah. are more abstract like we come with the concept first and then, then after that you unpack exactly because concept mean. covers everything okay and then it can be many many things meaning for example like oh i want i don't want to be accountable to you it's just one aspect of freedom yes you see? yes yes so we can keep listing down more Correct. and more yes, of that yes, right? yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. difference i think here is an issue of preference yeah 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 so for yeah. And, so, and, and i think it's great because for me essentially i'm laying down to tell a lot of you it's like don't don't think like that right because it just does not jive with people like me if we want like we want to go for this kind of things and it can be listed down so that's where the right, mutuality clearer. comes in Mom, because when yeah. the partner knows this is your yeah, exactly or this is your preference yes, yes. you make it very clear so you communicate yeah. so we, when you know your needs and all that no use if you don't share yes yes right? yes, say, yes. Hey, we need don't use big words. Yeah, yeah. I prefer it to be concrete. I said, got it. Great. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So then yeah. We, we can we can have better communication that way. Lah. Yeah, yeah, Good yeah. Good point. I, so I we've like already it. illustrated. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Live on set. Live on set. Great. Yeah, great, essentially, great. mutuality is really knowing that not only you have needs. Yes. Yes. You know, yes. your partner also has needs. And then how do you also make effort to find out, you see, and not assume that, oh, you don't want to do this because you don't love me. Maybe there are other things that's going on as well, you see. So that is the part about understanding that there is this such thing called mutuality and we have to give and take. Right? Give and take, communicate, give and take, find some kind of compromise. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So the third one is about emotional regulation, right? I and feel like a lot of people cannot emo- regulate their emotions. Yes, can you explain yes. more about So that? emotional regulation is really very fundamental because what it means is you are able to to hold yourself not like to suppress it but when something happened you're not gonna like fly fly off the handle all the time or you fear like something bad will happen like there's an escalation and all that you see emotional regulation is really about helping your brain to realize that there's no threat i want to bring in a perspective so i read online before some couples say hey but being in, being a couple means that we're each other's shared space so i should have the right and the freedom to be ugly and fly off my handle <laughs> okay but then on the other hand, like you said yeah. fly off the handle then you say some horrible things you my regret take, and uh, all so it how, depends uh? also it depends yeah. i hear your take my first my take on that right is that it's like a bank right you can draw you can you can withdraw from it right but at, at some point it reaches a point where I'm empty yeah right then I'll be like okay bankrupt hey, we actually I was going to talk about love bank as well like no other than your your actual bank bank for money you also have love bank but I'll come to that later on coming back to this right I want to be safe and free to be myself but I think that is it at the cost of hurting your partner. Let's say you and your husband are very good, right? You say, hey, I want to rent only, uh, rent, 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 then you can rent and then after that, you're like, okay. But if you happen to have a partner who get triggered by this kind of rent, then it's not, it's not safe for that person, you see. You can come out, and after that, you are okay with it that he's still like, what happened, what happened, what happened? Angry or not, you know? So it really depends on how well you understand your partner. So back to self-awareness, right? And consideration. You see, you want to rent, you can, but make sure that the other person is able to receive it. Because if you're doing damage to the other person, that's not fair. It's true. It's you true. know, and so that again depends on how well you understand your partner. You know, so safe space can, yes, good, but doesn't mean it has to be your uglier side. Lah. You want to be able to to be yourself. Yeah, and and on that front, right, about like the the whole like renting type of thing, right? Because there are always days where you need to rent. Sure. Right. So, what I have come to practice is I will let the person know I'm here to rent. No need solution from you. You don't need to participate in this. I'm just here to rent. Can listen? Can. Okay, so that means I got yeah. their approval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so in their head, right, they also draw a very clear boundary. This is not about me. The energy is not targeted at me. I'm just a bouncing bot for my friend, yeah. you know, or for very my good. partner. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just... <laughs> yes, After exactly. That, and that's it. Okay, okay done. I feel yeah, good already. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. So very I, good. Yeah, so yeah. that's a skill as well, you see. It's a skill to kind of like communicate and say that to express love because I don't know my, are you are you angry with me yeah. because right? yeah, yeah, exactly, are you angry with exactly. me I'm not angry with you I'm frustrated at this but I need to vent yes. okay you just listen Yeah, yeah. Right? all I need from you is listen after you say oh thank you very much very yeah, very happy. I'm very happy. <laughs> right. yeah. And then to them, they feel like a, a fruitful partner and a fruitful correct, friend. Correct. And then, yes, and then, absolutely. No. Yeah. So, so the emotional regulation is also like knowing what will trigger yourself, you see. And I think a lot of conflict avoidant people, they are, they are really poor at emotional regulation. And this could be from their family of origin, either like where they have too much fight at home and they feel helpless, so they don't like it. And they have never really learned how to de-escalate. 
right? You don't have the skills to de-escalate. You don't know how to repair the relationship and all that, you see. So it becomes very frightening. So they don't even dare to say things. They avoid issues and stuff like that because it's a lack of confidence that you can regulate your own emotion. So the solution to it is actually learn how to soothe yourself, you see. Like really how to calm yourself in moments like this. And when you feel like, oh, now my heart is palpitating very fast. Okay, okay, I think I need to pause and just calm down and focus on something that can help me to feel better. So that's already self-soothing. And we do that, we teach young kids, right? Baby, we sayang them and all that. That's self-soothing. That's soothing as well. It's co-regulating. We call it co-regulating. You know, so you can help that for your partner in session. So I teach my couples to say that maybe usually one partner will be more averse to it. They shut down. Why do people shut down? Because they cannot handle it. They walked away, right? Because they cannot handle it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to step out. I'm going to run right now, right? There's nothing you can do. And in those moments, there's no point in getting the person to sit down and talk because no it's point just one. Gonna make it worse. It'll just yeah. make it worse. So the smart thing to do is actually to say, okay, this is not the right time. We take a break. And we come back to this, we'll circle back later on, you see. Yeah, but you need to recognize that what are your triggers? Maybe certain words you say may make me more frustrated. You know, the accusatory, like, oh, you're so selfish. You know, this kind of thing will always make you more angry, you see. So the onus is on us to actually express ourselves in a way that, that, that doesn't trigger your, the other person. Lah. Right? I feel really disappointed when, I feel hurt when you do this you know, kind of a thing, you know, and, and things like that. It will be better than the you didn't this and all that. Because when you say you, whatever, the defense immediately wow, come very up. very high. Yes, yes, right? yes. Like, yes. How, how is it my fault? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. thing I learned also, right, is that it, the I language versus you language also not so clear-cut sometimes. Because for instance, there are a lot of I language. It looks like an I, but it's actually a hidden you. Ooh, I wish you grow, did huh? this. No, but really, no, so yeah. the person may not realize also, like, I'm using I language. Okay, okay, I go in the conflict. I use I language. Then they say things like, I wish you did this. I wish you didn't do that. And the, uh, the receiver actually sees it as, you did this. You didn't do that. So then it becomes like your eye language don't work already. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the more of I realize it's that I feel I was disappointed, and correct. those are more. No, I I feel you. Yeah, correct, I feel you correct. is turned away. It's just like a opening statement only, right? Yeah. So there are a few things for emotional regulation, right? It's like uh, the being mindful of your own threshold. You know, knowing when to stop and things like that, and when to comfort yourself. You see, so I mean, actually, all of us. I think in our culture, the self-soothing part is a little bit weak, I would say, you know, because maybe from parents, hey, you cry, cry, law, you know, we don't really, they don't really come and say and all that, but maybe they do it till they're two or three years old. Then after that, they stop. Hey, stop crying already. No kind of a thing. It's but, like three years old, cannot cry already. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the soothing part is actually important, meaning like I, I learn how to soothe myself when I see somebody do it for me. You know, you hold it and say, it's okay. You know, you can come down. It's not dangerous or something. I just, just joking actually can help. So when you're, you're like, I, I will do this or you can just rub and like some kind of physical touch actually help to help you to soothe yourself in some ways, you see. And so when you, some people, when they fight, they say, oh, we hold hand. There's some merits to it lah, if you are okay with it. You know, because I want to say that even though we are disagreeing with each other, but we are still together in this. So they hold hand and they fight. I mean, I, I personally cannot do it. But there are other people who can. And I think kudos to them for doing it because it's a very solid reminder that, you know, in spite of our differences, we are still together. 
But 101 ways, right? But I think at the core, de-escalating and soothing each other, I think I think that's that's very, very important. Yeah, and not triggering the other. La. Don't go and add fuel to the fire, right? You know, or like, or you see that actually they're overwhelmed. You actually need to stop yourself. It, that's also emotional regulation. You have to regulate your own emotion. So I have people who must die, die, must talk about the problem today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So the, the, confront, the confrontational type, I cannot sleep. We don't talk about it today. Then they go and push the other partner to say, I must talk about it today. You know, we talk until like 2, 3 a.m. I say, if you talk until 2, 3 a.m., there's no point because it's, you're not going to resolve. You're so tired already, you see. That's not very sensible use of your time. So people who has to insist that they have to learn to soothe themselves and say, oh, this is difficult for me. You know, I really don't like this feeling of being hanging up here. What can I do to make myself feel better right now? Maybe I should go and sleep first because my partner clearly cannot talk to me. But you might, I must also say that actually he cares. It's just that he doesn't have the capacity right now. Yeah, what, what I have tried, right, is to just sleep in a separate room, right? That means you build the distance and let the let the, yeah. let the energy kind of settle down, yeah. you know? like Because when you look at a person, it's just like... Cannot, right? Cannot, right? Mm. Like, can, can this person cannot just sit next to me and like, as if nothing happened like that. I just cannot. So then you, you work with the distance, right? Build that distance. Everybody just have a few days off, you know, let it kind of simmer down and then you come back at it again. So I have to say yeah. that for that approach, you have to make it known when you're not, you are before it happens. Like, meaning like when, when we have conflict, this is how, how I like it to be. I need that space. You see, because I think that if you say three, four days like that, and what is the meaning that I other people attached to it because some people say hey don't sleep together sleep in separate room is bad news you know i cannot 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 handle it so the person may feel very threatened by that so you actually escalate that feeling of being separation you see right for you it's like to cool down but for the person in the relationship you are distance you are cutting me off from you which will increase the insecurity you see which goes back to the mutuality of understanding each exactly other's needs. exactly True. which is why now you see why it's so important right yeah yeah right yeah, like yeah, all yeah. these three things fit into each other it's yeah. like the yeah, trinity yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. they are trinity in some ways and they lead to each other you see which is which is very important so for conflict people who cannot control the the the, the like you cannot sleep if you don't solve it right you have to work on your emotional regulation because it's not on, on your partner, it's on you to on actually you, yes, yes. soothe yourself and distract yourself, do whatever to take the mind off first. Because no, if you know that this is going to lead to a f bigger fight, why do you want to do it? So I have this case recently, you know, like uh, the, the fight that they have where you, one person keep pursuing the partner, you see. And then the partner actually communicates, say, okay, we talk through text because if I, see, if I talk to you in person, right, I'm going to lose it already give warning sign actually you know but then the person no i want to speak in person go and bash into the room talk, 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 talk. and then after that it really escalated into something really ugly like they started throwing things and stuff like that you see and i would say that that's because the person didn't really respect and hear the need of the other guy you know i'm not saying that he's always his right to do that of course it's not nice but that's what the person need at that moment. And you pursuing it actually make it worse. You're not smart to pursue it. You're not yeah, smart yeah. to pursue smart it, to exactly. Pursue it. Yeah, yeah. So, the time, so that's why you need to understand who your partner is. Yes. What made them tick and what actually helped them to calm down and what will aggravate them, you see. Then, then do the smart thing by not aggravating. Yeah, la. Tarek a bit. La. <laughs> tarek a bit. Give everybody some space. We're all old already, right? Four, so, yeah. yeah. yeah so. Anyhow, 
I know this has been really insightful. So we've learned yeah, two, you've yeah. given two really good frameworks for us to use. One would be the TFC SIT and the other one would be the Trinity of how to, you know, go into a relationship. Not just romantic, actually. I can see that being applied yeah. to even singles, to yeah. colleagues and to family, like parents whom you want to repair your relationships as well. Yeah, so it's been really, really useful. In closing, is there, what would be the biggest takeaway that we each have from this? Yeah, I would really love to hear that. Yeah, actually, my biggest takeaway, I think, is really just back down to the emotional regulation side of things because a lot of the skill sets actually people have heard it many times, right? Like communicate. Every time I hear the word communicate, my eye roll, uh, because like as if I don't know, right? But the nuance of it is is hard, right? In the sense of like when you're, when you're at it, when you're at the game, right? Like emotions are running high. What do you do? How do you soothe yourself and regulate the other person? You know, such that it comes to a better place to then co- properly communicate. I think that part is, is a skill set, uh, right? And it takes a bit of practice, uh, not a bit, it takes quite a lot of practice. As with any, yeah, as with any skills right like you it takes a lot of practice you know uh, which fundamentally means right you cannot avoid the conflict if yeah. you want to learn to be better Absolutely. At, at doing this thing yeah. I love that tickle your tickle thank you yes I like the mutuality part the most I felt like that is something that we often forget because when you first get to know each other when you first date when you're getting to talk right uh, you do all your talking at that stage then you think you know the other party already. Yes. So then you don't work on it. You That's don't bother. Right. We fail to recognize that their needs change over time. So we, this, this was a really good reminder to like, you know, keep practicing like keep working on it to ask like has the needs changed maybe we should have that conversation again create those couple days couple time to talk about these needs yeah. so that we can align and come to a good It's true. I want to add to that right because I had multiple relationships that it was great while it start while it was at it, but because I'm on the fast lane, right? I move very fast. I do a lot of things very fast. I develop very quickly, and then we just drifted, mm. right? And 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 like we're just thinking different level. The the things we talk about different level. The the expectation of life is a different level, and then it just it's got to a level where it, you know it just doesn't make sense, uh, Like the 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 mutuality of it is just no more, right? So yeah, just adding to that, yeah. Very good. I'm very glad to hear that. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Most welcome. Yeah. I think this is my favorite topic to talk about. I can talk stop. Great. All right, so great, if you guys great. enjoyed this episode, you can follow Winnie on her socials as well. Where's the best place you can find you aside from LinkedIn? Other than LinkedIn, uh, you can also f- uh, find me at promises.com I have a you can get the services from there also okay mm. but LinkedIn is the best place la. LinkedIn you can yeah you can okay. you can reach me there okay. alright so you can follow Winnie's writing on LinkedIn as well and um, be sure to stay tuned to go and catch the previous episode that we did with Winnie about um, BTOs and relationships healthy relationships and how to walk away versus stay in it um, and you know what remember to like share and subscribe if you want to see any future topics debated in any future episodes or if you want us to get Winnie back for a future episode to talk about something else regarding relationships let us know in the comments below and we might just make that happen see nice you. nice oh she does all the closing very good <laughs> bye <laughs>Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water 
it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 